Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 10 of season 1. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. Today we're going to be continuing our Bible study in the book of Job, chapter number 11. But before we do that, we're going to share two songs with you today to get us into the mood of centering all of us at one time with God and being with God. We'll be right back after these two songs.
Hello everyone, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the two songs we selected for today. It's really important that we worship Him and know that He can make a way. These two things are very important. We got to learn to trust Him that He can make a way, and we got to learn to worship Him in good times, bad times, happy times, sad times. These are the two things that we got to do. But we're going to continue now with our Bible study on Job. We're going to look at verse, we're going to look at chapter 11, starting verse 1. So if you got your Bibles with you, open them up to the book of Job, chapter number 11. And we're going to start in verse 1. Then answered Zophar, the Nistite, and said, should not the multitudes of the words he answered, and should a man full of talk be justified? Surely thy lie make men hold their peace. And then thou mocketh, shall no man make thee ashamed. For thou hast said, My doctrine is pure, and I am clean in thy eyes. But, oh, that God would speak and open his lips against thee, and that he should show thee the secret of wisdom, and they are doubled to that which is, uh, which is known. Therefore, that God exacts of these less than thy iniquities deserveth. Cast thou by searching Finding out God, can thou find out the Almighty unto perfection? Is it a high, is it as high as heaven? That what canst thou do deeper than hell? What canst thou know? The measure thereof is longer than the earth, and border than the sea. If he cuts off and shuts up, or together, gather together when thou can hide him. For we know vain men, and he seeketh wickedness also. Will he not consider it? For vain man would be wise though men to born like the wild donkey colts. If thou prepare thy heart and stretch out thy hands toward him, if nicoties be in thy hands, put it far away, and let the wicked dwell in thy tabern. Let the wickedness dwell in thy tabernacle. For then shall thou lift up thy face without spot, ye, and shall shall be steepest, and shall not fear, because thou forgot thy misery, and remember it has water and passed away. And thy age shall be cleared, and noonday shall sh shall shine forth, and thou shalt be as the morning, and thou shalt be secure, because there is hope, yea, that shall dig the tea about thee, and thou shalt take thy rest in safety. Also thou shalt Lie down, and none shall make thee afraid. 
Yea, many shall make suit unto thee. But the eyes of the wicked shall fail, and they shall not escape, and their hope shall be as the giving of the ghost. <laughs> I think this man, who is Zopta, who is Zopar, is worse than the three of them. And the reason he is worse because he's kind of a, a religious leader in legalism. And we know legalism is taught in the Jewish culture. But we know since Jesus died on the cross that we don't we live by what the Bible tells us and you know and, and try to live by the rules, but it's not all living by the rules, it's by serving God and being cleaned and asking God to forgive us and live that life. We have to live by what the, don't get me wrong though, we have to word, live by what the word of God teaches and we need to try to live by the Ten Commandments. But it's good to know that that we have a God that will help us live those Ten Commandments the best to our ability. And if we do mess up, he will forgive us. Okay? Now, I'm getting kind of off track there, though. Okay? We're going to talk about Job. As we know, he talked about wanting to die again and and everything after Bildad kind of hammered on him about being sinful. And he expressed again how he wanted to die, how he didn't sin, and all this is coming against me basically for no reason. And I don't know why God's doing this. Well, Zotpar, Zopar, Slapar, excuse me, since he's this thing, I think he's the one that is even cranking down on Paul, I mean Job, even harder. He's a voice of legalism. He's, he holds to what God says. And he says in the scripture that God holds and bound by the laws and don't operate from them. Now, he is right there. God does expect us to live by his word and his precepts, which is the word of God. Okay? But Job does that. We found that out in Job chapter 1 and verse 1. So this mindset here of Zohar, Zophar, is flawed. You know, later on in the first fourth thought, I'll get back to this, but he believes that he has an inside thing with God, okay, and that he knows, okay. But, but, he doesn't really know what was said between the devil and God in chapter 1 when all this started. We know this is kind of a, a thing to prove the devil wrong. 
that Job would not sin and curse him. And so far, God is right. God's allowing this to happen. One, I think, is to prove the devil. There's three things going on here, I believe. One, to show the devil that, hey, Job is not going to sin against me. Two, it's being recorded for life for other Christians to know that when we go through our times of trouble, our storms of life, because sometimes we feel like we did something wrong. And Job feels that sometimes too. But we find that in the end, God is in control and only allowed the devil to come against us. And we find there that sometimes he comes, lets the devil comes against us to, to, uh, because the devil wants to attack us and try to destroy us because we're a threat to his kingdom. And sometimes God allows him to also come and attack us to, to get us right with him when we are sinning. But in this case here, Job must have been a very bad threat to the kingdom of hell. Because God's allowing him to do that to try to destroy Job. But Job is still going on with the Lord. He's still insisting he didn't do something wrong, even though he's got these three friends here that are crazy. I'm sorry to use that word crazy, but they're crazy. All right. Next thought. He accused Job of covering his sins with words in verse 2. It says, Should not the multitudes of words be answered? And should a man full of talk be justified? In other words, why should we justify you when you're lying, when you're sitting here? You're just giving us a bunch of words to cover up our sins. You're trying to distort the fact. You're trying to get our mind off it. You're trying to get us to avoid it. That's basically what he's trying to tell Job here. That you're just a bunch of hot air and you're just not wanting to emit it. All right. And that is not the case. Job is just saying what he knows. He knows that he didn't do anything against God. He knows his kids didn't do anything against God. He knows he lived his life the way he should. He knows his kids to a point lived their life the way he should, but he makes sure the sacrifices were done like a priest would to clean, to have his kids clean and his life too. So he feels he did everything. So it's not a case of him kind of hide his sins with words. It's a case he's telling the truth and that these three are so thick-headed that they do not see it. Verse 3 tells us, Should thy lie make men hold their peace? And when thou mockest, no man makes thee ashamed? He accusing a Job here of lying. First, he's telling them that he's holding his mouth, saying these words, trying to get his mind us them off the subject, and that he's lying when he's saying he did not sin. Now, I don't know about you, 
I do not know about you. I really hadn't encountered anybody like this in my life. All right? And I'm glad. Because the circle of friends I have will listen to me. They will tell me where, if I am erroring. But... It's not a thing that they think I'm lying or they think I'm erring. And some friends, when they point this stuff out to you, are trying not necessarily saying you are sinning, but they're trying to, they're afraid that you're going to go down that road of sin. So sometimes it's good to have people not question you, but bring it to you. But these three friends here are overbearing. They don't want to listen to his answers. They think Zopar thinks he's lying and he's just trying to cover up his words. And this is so sad. Job at this time don't need this heartache. But we know that the devil is trying to destroy um, Job. So, you know, he's probably whispering in these guys' ears and they're buying it. We can't say that. Don't say it. The word of God don't say that. But I'm just assuming because we know the devil does talk to people like he did Eve. And we know that the evil influences are out there. And we all have had that time. Not saying that we sinned, but the devil sometimes uses things, and we don't realize it, to hurt other people. And that's what I believe the devil is doing here in this point right now. I believe. But the scriptures don't back that up right now, but we, but we do know, we do know that the devil has put this assault on Job. So kind of put two two together this is what's happening now I told you that Zophar assumed of being inside with God alright he assumes and this is verses 4 through 11 let's read that it says for thou hast said my doctrine is pure and I am clean in thy eyes but oh, that God should speak and open his lips against thee, and that he would show thee the secret of wisdoms, and they are doubled to that which is known, therefore, that God exact of thee less than thy iniquities deserveth. Canest thou by searching find our, our God? How God canst thou find out the Almighty unto perfection? It is high as heaven, and canst now do deeper than hell. What canst thou know? The means thereof is longer than the earth, and the borders than the sea. If he cut off and shut up the gathering together, then who can hinder him? For he knoweth vain men, and seeketh wickedness also. 
will he not then consider it? He assumes in position of being inside with God and Job on the outside, unable to know what he does. In other words, in other words, He's assuming here that he's inside with God and God's given him the ability to know that he has sinned from what the Bible teaches us. All right? And then it says inside, and then Job is on the outside and able to know what he does. In other words, Job is doing this sin at will, and he don't realize it now. And when he does realize it from these three friends, he's covering it up with his words, and he's covering it up with his lies. But we know that he's not even on the inside. The ones on the inside is God and the devil, because they're the ones that know what the conversation was about. Now, it is believed, because in the Old Testament, sometimes God did punish a person and generations afterwards for things they did. But, and these people see that in the scripture, and they probably have maybe exerbed it. So they believe, from what they're experienced, that they believe they're inside with God, that Job is on the outside doing what he wants and not realizing it, but then when they sprung to him, he realizes it, and now he's lying. <laughs> I tell you, these three friends of his are a bunch of a good piece of work, I tell you. Now, verse 14, If your iniquities be in, the, in thy hand, put it far away, and let the wickedness dwell in thy tabernacles. He urging Job here to come clean. Come clean. And ask God to forgive you. Come clean and ask God to give you. For what? Living? Living the perfect life that he sent? It's that Job was a man of God. And shunned evil. Now he got these friends saying, you need to come clean and stop lying. Stop using words to try to confuse us or to defuse the point to make things feel better for you. Just come clean, ask God to forgive with you, and everything will work out better for you. That's basically the message that he is receiving here. Then he went on to say, in verse 5, 15 through 20, For then shalt thou lift up thy face without spot. Yea, thou shalt be steadfast and shalt not fear, because thou shalt forgive thy misery, because thou shalt forget thy misery, and remember is the waters pass away, and thy age shall be cleaner than the noonday. But sh but shall thy forth and shall be a morning, 
and thou shalt be secure because there is hope. Yea, there's dig thee about thee, and thou shalt make the rest in safety. Also, thou shalt lie down, and none shall make thee afraid. Yea, shall many make sure unto thee. But if the eyes of the wicked shall fail, they shall not escape, and their hope shall be as giving up the ghost. So basically he's saying here in this last thought he's predicting soap her is predicting here. If you don't do as I say and ask God stop deceiving yourself with covering your sins up with words Don't and don't clean yourself up and ask God to forgive you and stop lying. God's going to put the complete judgment on you and destroy you. Let me tell you something, saints. Let me tell you something. I hope when, so far, when I got friends and I needed to talk to my friends, I haven't got friends that were like these three. They were open-minded, and they helped me when I needed the help. And sometimes they didn't even know they were helping me because I didn't tell them exactly what was going on. But those are friends that are truly God. And I'm not saying that these people are truly of God, not God. And I'm not saying these, these three friends didn't know God. But there is people out there like that that we try as Christians to get advice from. And these friends that we get them from are not Christians. And they're going to give you the wrong advice. All I'm trying to say here in the closing moment of this Bible study, we got to be careful who we pick to tell our problems to. Because you could end up with three unbearing uncaring Christians. And there are uncaring Christians out there that just think that you did it and you did it. No matter what they say, you need to own up to it and take care of it. You need to go to the ones that you know are loving and caring and willing to help you and willing to listen, not just give you advice. The ones that don't give you advice unless you ask it. These three are just pushing their advice on them after Job talks. This is what Zopar did. Right afterward, he said he jumped up and started right into it. And, you know, you don't do that. You don't do that. And I just implore you, as we're studying this, and I think this is one of the things God's trying to point out here, we got to be careful who we go to because see, we could make our situation worse if we go to the wrong friends with our problems. We'll be right back after these messages. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. 
so it can be heard on Spoopy, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. In this closing moments of our podcast, I'd like to thank you for listening. I'd like to thank the ones that have been listening. I've been getting some new people, and uh, I do appreciate that. Um, all the all the podcasts are on Spotify if you want to hear them all. And I'll give you a list of the other platforms they are on, too. I just don't have them in front of me right now. I'm sorry I wasn't prepared for that. Um, but we are on Spotify. And uh, you just go to the search engine and say, look what God's doing podcast. It'll pop up and all the episodes are there. Even today's episode will be published right away. And uh, I'd like to thank you for listening. And I hope that you enjoy it. I hope you're enjoying it. But on that note, we come to the time of our podcast to be over. I like to say God bless you. See you next time on God's Internet Church Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, saying be safe, be careful, love one another, and be understanding to one another. God bless you. And see you tomorrow. God bless you.